0: Endurance is not just the ability to bear a hard thing, but to turn it to glory. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church Podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor Podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Hey, good morning, everyone. Listen, before we get started today, I just want to say this. If you are a part of the Anchor Church family, a part of our local congregation, Jennifer and I just want to tell you how much we miss you, and we want you to know that we're praying for you. If you are joining us today and you're not a part of our local church family, we just want to tell you that we're humbled by the fact and very honored that you would come and hang out with us today. In light of today being Palm Sunday, Uh, you know, I've been thinking about what if someone asked me, you know, to give them one word to describe Jesus's earthly life. Now, as you can expect, maybe like you, I would probably be pretty hard pressed to, you know, narrow it down to just one word. But, But a word that definitely keeps coming to my mind when I think about the life of Jesus is the word endurance. Now, you know, when we begin to think about all of the opposition, all the difficulties that Jesus faced in a short 33 years here on this earth, it's pretty easy to see why a word like endurance uh, could be used to describe His life. If you can't consider these things for a moment... Consider all the misunderstandings, you know, that Jesus had when it came to his family uh, concerning his identity. Think about the rejection that he faced in his own hometown or think about the temptations, not just the, the three that we find in, you know, the book of Luke, but, but the, the constant temptations from the enemy. Think about all the attacks on his character or the constant questioning concerning his ministry methods or even, you know, the constant questioning of who he chose to hang out with. Think about the the harassment, and the persecution that he went through from the religious leaders, or the consistent trickery and manipulation, where they were always trying to, you know, uh, get Jesus, you know, twisted and and you know, expose something. Uh, think about all that stuff he had to navigate. You know, think about uh, you know the plots and the death threats that were made against him, or or even this. Consider just for a moment. You, you know, go to the garden and and where Jesus prayed, you know, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Think about in the last one, how he was betrayed with the kiss and ultimately abandoned by all of his followers. Now, if that wasn't enough, you know, top it off with this, that he was arrested, that he was tried and declared guilty for crimes that he didn't commit. Think about this, that he was even mocked, that he was spat on, he was cursed, he was beaten, and then he was tortured in an inhumane way. You know, we know that after all of this, the Romans nailed him to a cross. And, you know, the, the part that always gets me is, is where the Bible says that as he hung there, that he wasn't even recognizable as a man. You know, yet the key part I want you to see today is that through all of that, he endured it all. You know, even though he had the the most difficult assignment, you know, ever given to anyone, he stayed the course. He endured until the end. And listen, I don't know about you, but I'm certainly thankful that he endured to the end today. Now, there's something else I want us to grab a hold of today. Not only does the word endurance describe Jesus, earthly life, but it was also a main theme throughout the course of his teaching and his preaching and his ministry. It is important for us to understand that this theme of endurance uh, was typically attached to the teachings where Jesus also let you and he let me know that in this life, we will face opposition and difficulty. Uh, You you know, if you stop and think about it for a minute, minute, uh, you know, when have we ever needed endurance when things have been going well? So listen, I don't know about you, but when I think about all of this, I personally believe that the spot we are currently in, uh, this is why I'm bringing this to you today, that, that this spot certainly qualifies as one of those difficult moments in life. Listen, as as you all know, uh, you know, not only is the the world in turmoil, but our nation's in great turmoil as well. Uh, You know, for you guys that live in our area, we know that, you know, three days ago, our governor placed a a 30 day, uh, you know, quarantine on all of us here in the state of Maine. You know, but even with that said, the, the situation that we've been going through the past couple months has been so fluid and in many ways unpredictable, uh, you, you know, just up to this point. I, I don't think anybody really knows what, you know, is on the horizon, what the un, you know, foreseen future looks like. So with all that in mind, I want to ask you, what can we do for the next couple of weeks as we step into this unfamiliar territory? I believe it would be helpful if we would listen and remember what the writer of Hebrews told us in chapter 12, verse 3. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. It says, just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility. Think about this. The, the writer of Hebrews is referring to all the stuff that we just mentioned about Jesus. And then he said this. This is key. He said, consider it all in comparison with your trials in other words compare it to what you're currently walking through now why should we do that notice the last part it says so that you will not grow weary and lose heart you know if i could put this another way i would say that the writer of hebrews is telling us because i know you're about to go through something that's unfamiliar that's unknown it's just it's not your normal consider this If Jesus, the God-man, needed endurance to go through all the things that he went through in this life, then surely you do too. In fact, he clearly told us this two chapters earlier in Hebrews chapter 10. This is verse 36. He said this, patient endurance is what you need now. Now, for weeks ahead. Why? So that you will continue to do God's will. It says, then, here's the good news. I like good news. It says, then you will receive all that he has promised you. Now, maybe you're sitting here thinking, uh, you know, when, when God talks about endurance, what's really on his mind? You know, because so often when we read the Bible, uh, you know, what we typically think a word means and what it really means, uh, you know, it doesn't always match up. So so when God talks about endurance, what is he saying? In, in biblical language, the word endurance here in Hebrews 10, 36, it describes a person's capacity to persevere under difficult circumstances not with a passive complacency but with a hopeful fortitude that actively resists weariness and defeat i want to read that again that describes a person's capacity to persevere under difficult circumstances not with a passive complacency but with a hopeful fortitude that actively resists weariness and defeat To take this idea a step further, biblical endurance says this. Come on, grab a hold of this. It says, I might be under a heavy load right now, but I refuse to bend. I refuse to break. I refuse to surrender because I'm convinced that the territory, the promise or the principle that's under attack at this moment rightfully belongs to me. So by God's grace, it says this, I refuse to give up. I will stand in my spot. I will not move until I've outlasted. That's key word. Until I've outlasted the stress, the pressure and the difficulty that has come my way. Now, as I was studying all of this, when I read that part, my mind immediately went to one of David's mighty men. And I want to read it to you. It's in Second Samuel, chapter 23. It says this. It says next in rank was Shammah. It says, one time the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in a field full of lentils, a, literally a, a field full of beans. It says, the Israelite army fled in fear, no doubt, right? That, in other words, here's the Philistines come in and they take off running. It says, but Shama held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. I want you to grab a hold of that part, but he stood his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. Now, because he was willing to, we'll say endure, rather than to give up a spot, the Bible says there at the last part, it says, so the Lord brought about a great victory. Talk about not losing heart in the face of pressure. I don't know about you, but when I look at that, I just see that an example for all of us to follow. All right. So if if you and I are going to not only endure but if we're going to outlast the difficulties of this season you know what are a few things that we can learn uh from these examples in other words when we look at the life of jesus what can we learn when we look at shama what can we learn when we look at say you know the the saints that have passed before us the old men and women of god as they've gone what what can we glean from their lives that we say okay let's Let me apply it now because I know what I'm going through isn't anything new, right? So the first thing we need to remember in this situation is this, is number one, is that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Now, please hear my heart when I say this. Uh, You know, there's not a a single one of us out there that, that hasn't walked through an extremely difficult season at some point in our lives. You know, sure, it might look a little different than what we're currently going through, uh, but but it still brought keywords an uninvited change into our lives. You know, but the point is that, and this point that I want to make is that at some point, it whatever it was, it ended, right? It came to a close. We moved on with our lives. And and so, on that note, listen to what the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter four. It says, "For our present troubles are small." And won't last very long. It says, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. It says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things, the troubles, the difficulties we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So here's the point is that we may not know when this. Uh, you know, quote unquote, you know, timeline to when all of this will be over uh, or even, you know, the results from it. Uh, but as believers, we can put our confidence in this, that in the light of eternity, this season of uncertainty is a temporary situation. In other words, that we look in, and by the fact that we should be encouraged that as we fix our gaze upon Jesus, as we fix our gaze upon the one who holds all of eternity, including our lives in his hand, We can be sure today. We can be confident today. We can rest in that truth today. So the second thing we need to remember is this. Number two is that we're not alone in this situation. You know, one of the tactics of the enemy a lot of time is to try to isolate us. And, you know, even this sense where we're, you know, can't leave our house or whatever it is. We're very limited in our movement. uh, You you know, he tries to get us to uh, to isolate us, gets down, gets depressed, gets start thinking about ourselves. And that's one of the ways that he comes. And is what it says in Peter. And he devours our lives. But but I want you to notice this verse, what it tells us in first Peter, chapter five, verse nine and ten. It says to resist him. In other words, to look beyond just a virus, but 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 look who the real enemy is here and resist him standing firm in the faith because, you know, that the family of believers where throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. You know, if I could take this point a step further, you know, not, all, not only are we not alone in the sense that, you know, our neighbors are going through all of this with us that, you know, they're facing the same fears, the same hardship, you know. So many of us are wondering, you know, about our money, about food and all the, you know, the things that we care about so much in this life, things that we need in this life. Uh, but more importantly, this is what I want to see is that God is with us, that God is with us. In other words, let me put this way. When I, when I woke up Monday morning, Immediately, uh, you know, I kept thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, you know, we know that's the three Hebrew boys that are found in Daniel chapter 3. And, and I kept thinking about how even though God didn't, you know, put them in the fire, He didn't put them in that scary situation, but yet He was still faithful to meet them there and to walk alongside of them until it was over. <laughs> Listen, I have faith that if He'll do it for those Three men that guess what that he can do it for me and he can do it for you. In fact, I'm trusting the fact that he's going to do it for me and my family, and he's going to do it for your family as well. Let me let me give you another quote here that I read as I was studying. Uh, th- this quote actually comes from a guy that was a uh, theologian, and and he wasn't a theologian in some you know time where everything was great. He he was actually an anti Nazi. And he was a resistant leader in World War II, talking about going through a difficult time. But here's what this man said. He said, God does not lead his children around hardship. He doesn't avoid hardship, but he leads them straight through it. He says, but he leads. And amidst the hardship, he is nearer to them than ever before. Man, can we rest in that truth today that Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't know if they ever, you know, saw Jesus at some point, but when they were walking through the fire, guess what? As King Nebuchadnezzar said, man, there's a fourth in the fire that looks like the Son of Man. Let's just trust today that as we go through the fire, there's one like the Son of Man. Jesus not only walking alongside of us, but the Bible says that he's come and he's made his home inside of us. So there's nothing we'll ever face or ever go through where we find ourselves out there on our own. The third thing we need to remember is this, is just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, number three is that we will, we will make it through this. You know, Psalms 23, it's a a chapter that's been jumping off the page at me the past few days. It says this, says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, or as it actually reads in the Hebrew language, even though I walk through the valley of experiences, it says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, we know the rod is for our protection and your staff, which is for our guidance. It says, they comfort me. So the main thing I want to see simply by this, and it's really clear, is that we will make it through this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So listen, it's not God's will that, you know, we would permanently dwell in this valley or that we would set up residence here. Uh, so so we don't need to fear, guys. We need to realize once again, like we said a few minutes ago, this is going to end. We're going to get through this. The fourth thing we need to remember is this is we need to remember to look for the positive you you know if i can maybe uh just throw something out here at you really quick you know i i my wife and i stopped the other day and and uh you know turned on the tv after the kids went to bed and i don't know i think we watched maybe uh i don't know maybe 10-15 minutes of the news and and in 10-15 to minutes watching the news i felt uh just in fear right like it was just coming against me. And so listen, I, I want to encourage you, if you're going to try to find the positive in this, you, you might want to turn the TV off, or at least relegate it some, or not have a steady diet of it. B- because all the stuff that we're hearing, even though there may be some facts in that, uh, you know, the truth is, is there there's things in there that, that aren't facts, and, and they're trying to rob you joy, and they're trying to rob your hope. And, and so As people, as believers, we need to stop and go, okay, in the midst of everything we're facing right now, how can we find the positive? Let me read this verse to you in Romans chapter 5. Romans 5, 3 through 5, it says this, it says we can rejoice even in the middle of this, that we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. That's what we're talking about. Endurance. It says an endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. Let me give you real quick a quote from William Barclay. He said this, he said, endurance is not just the ability to bear a hard thing, but to turn it to glory. Man, can you, can you actually stop for a second and go, man, how can we rejoice? How can we turn this situation for the glory of God? You know, with that quote in mind, I want you to think back just for a second of past trials and difficult situations that you've went to. Some of them, You know potentially even gut-wrenching you you know but even in the in the midst of the ones that were the hardest things we've ever walked through in this life you know if we stop and go man it was only by our endurance and our you know uh strength and the grace of god that we made through those situations but but we can actually look back and go because of that endurance guess what it's really shaped me and who i am and who you are today so the fifth and the final uh, thing we need to remember in this time of uncertainty is this. And this is so good. Number five is that God will have the last word, that God will have the last word. Listen once again to first Peter uh, chapter five. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible this time. It really ties all the five points that we've mentioned here together. He says this, says, keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. It says the suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. It says this, he gets the last word, yes he does. So listen, just remember today as you hear that verse, that God has a plan and he has a purpose for your life and it's not over until he says it's over, amen? So let's press in and let's just remember, look, no teams ever won at halftime, there's a whole nother half, there's a whole uh, lot more to go in our journey. So let's lean into God's grace, And let's lean into His love because it's His love and His grace that enables us to endure all things, even things like this. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for every person that's watching now. And Lord, I just ask today in the name of Jesus, God, that just by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would release greater measures of endurance into their heart. Father, I pray that they would not get weary in the day that we're living in. God, that they would not get tired and discouraged. But Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that they would receive life from heaven today. They would receive strength from heaven today. They would receive grace from heaven today. And Father, I thank you. God, that they would grab a hold of every point that we just talked about. And God, that they would could be able to run the race that you've called them to. And God, that they would not quit. They would not fall short. That they would not stop at halftime. But God, that they would keep pressing. God, knowing, God, as we said there at the end, God, that you will have the last say in everything that we're going through. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys again for joining us today. Uh, Once again, if you're part of our family, see us soon. If you uh, tuned in from somewhere else around the world, thank you again so much for joining us today. God bless you. We love all you guys. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.